following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. The Nostalgia Funhouse proudly dedicates all episodes in the loving memory of Connie Chirac. So, Johnny, I've, I've been hearing really great things about this Nostalgia Funhouse. It just brings back so many great memories. Andrew, uh, another reason I'm getting in line with you here is that you really vouched for this show. So, I'm just going to believe you that this is the show that you know I've been wanting, which is just talking about all the fun stuff from our yesteryear from years before uh, and i really hate anything meta so i'm glad that what we're doing right now is not that oh no definitely what is meta is, isn't that ron artessa's new name <laughs> well add world and peace to it sure <laughs> yeah but this is this is great they like last year they were like tearing play sets and halloween costumes and well they, that sounds cool they get like this weird court recordings from like pop culture courts does anybody care about court cases uh, these ones are kind of cool. They put hmm. Scott Kelvin on trial for Santa Claus there. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, you're. That sounds interesting. Yeah, man. You know what's the best part about this is though? Because I hear they always got a really great sponsor. You can check it out right there. Oh wow, my cat! I created something that'll make you love me. I got a great new cereal. Can I do that? So hang up your pants for the Earth Glows round. You know what, Johnny? What? I was actually going to say the Family Matters song. Uh-huh. But then I realized as I was singing it in my head it was the full house one so oh whatever happened to but these yeah <laughs> but i'm going to uh i'm still gonna keep this intro <laughs> just because it's funny that they kind of ran into my head the way well how did what, feel- what's weird hey. is because the, the songs are very similar it's but the- like i have very distinct memories of the how each show opened like with the scenes and stuff of full house and family matters because family my favorite part in the family matters opening was when jaleel white would show up and of course he's steve urkel and the whole winslow family trying to keep him from getting into the door <laughs> i think what i can remember about family matters is days go by that's it yes yeah the yes. bigger love the family of the family yeah okay that's yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Very same melodies, though. If, if you told me the same the same person sung both of them too, I'd believe you. Now I gotta look this up. Like, <laughs> I bet it was John Williams, as we just got. To talk about John He's done everything. Oh, damn the elf, man! But <laughs> today, this is the first ever. I've d- we did it on the other podcast. But we don't talk about that. I did it with a friend of mine, Bryce Benjamin. But this is the very first ever Nostalgia Funhouse where we kind of take a walk on the dark side of things. Other than talking about the band episode of The Wicked Witch of the West from Sesame Street. Go check that out. Yeah, we did. We are going to take Family Matters, this beloved, wonderful sitcom. It's very near and dear to everybody's heart. Johnny, it's, it's... Yes, Johnny, it's one of my absolute favorites. <laughs> Johnny is a flag bearer for family. I am. And I am. We are going. I, w- to- I would argue to this day, Carl Winslow, the uh, on the Mount Rushmore of TV dads. Yeah. So, uh, so yes, the composer is the same person. Oh, for both their shows, for the opening like, of both. Yeah. Yeah. There's just Jeff Franklin is the only one that doesn't match up with Family Matters and. Got Rome is the only one that doesn't match up with um, Full House, but Jesse yeah. Frederick and Bennett Salveyor, Salveyor, I can't even talk. Both were part of the composing teams for both shows. Yeah. So that now before awesome. I now before I hotted your uh, your football game there, Andrew, uh, what were you going to say? We're doing to Family Matters. Oh, we're doing something very oh, special. We are doing special. So sorry, but I had a. I'm at the age now where if I don't keep go 
going down the railroad yeah. of one thought, I'm going to get messed up. I, I noticed that as I get older, like I play Call of Duty, just for example, and if anything happens on the screen to the left or right of me, no matter how small it is, I pay attention to it. I just turn to look at it. It could be like the smallest thing. Like, hey, what's that? Then I immediately get killed from another side because I'm just so easily distracted. And my brain's like, you have to see what this is before you can do anything else. (laughs) We're those dogs and up with the squirrels. That's that's me and you, Andrew. (laughs) But we are taking family matters. Like I said, beloved, wonderful sitcom. And we are going to turn it into a dark and gritty drama. So basically, this the premise of this, and we're going to do this throughout the show, obviously, with different shows. We're going to take what the show is and kind of make it the opposite of what it is in a way. So uh, Family Matters, for those who don't know, and if you don't know, what are you doing? You know, yeah, uh, it's a sitcom to its core about a family and the nerd next door. And I can say nerd because I'm a giant nerd myself. And he... Quickly, Steve Urkel, played by the great and awesome Jaleel White, would become in the 90s an icon for the 90s. He got his on Talking Daw. He had a serial board game. He was he had a board game. Major, major deal with Steve Urkel. He Family Matters and Full House, those were like two uh, ratings behemoths. And they played on the same night back to back. And that was appointment television for a young Johnny here, especially. I like Full House. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I was at the right age. I was about Stephanie Tanner's age. I had a big crush on her. Uh, And so I like that show good enough. But my real true love was Family Matters. I uh, love this show with every fiber of my being. And we're going to today, we're going to turn it into the blowest sitcom that it is. And we're kind of sort of going to do a. Uh, Fresh Prince, and we're going to turn it into a drama. Uh, something that we think that if it got quote unquote uh, re- rebooted today, how they would do it. Pretty much. Pretty, pretty much. And oh, I just I just found out a couple of years ago that this is act- actually a spinoff from the wonderful TGIF show, Perfect Strangers, which is the first time oh, I, I probably told this story before my mother liked perfect strangers, but after a while when stuff got a little bit old for her, she wanted things to like die off. So there's an episode like a, I think it's a cliffhanger episode where perfect strangers, Belky and Larry get caught in a, in the basement and it's flooding and the waters are rising and it's about to hit the electrical box. Oh, wow. This is like a lost situation. The movie lost the show lost. (laughs) Yeah. And my mother was actually hoping for the water to hit the electrical box. (laughs) So that way they would end the show. And the reason why. So your mom, your mom, your mom would be that person who like when DC comics was like, Hey, should we kill Robin? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. 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 And I've actually found myself in the same situation with TV shows. Like I used to watch shameless. And everybody goes, do you watch Shameless? I go, no, I don't like it anymore. And they're like, well, why are you? Why, why don't you watch Shameless? And I go, because I got sick of Fiona. I got sick of all of her drama and everything. I was like, going to deal with her. Anyway. Yeah, I think shows need, if you're going to stick around for a long time, you kind of do have to evolve a little bit. You can't just stay the same thing anymore. Uh, that's uh, I. That's why, like, even shows that I really like now, uh, a, a good example would be I'm really into the show called Resident Alien. It's a very fun show. It's a comedy, and it's about this alien who lands on Earth, and he's got to blend in with humans, right? So that's that's the kind of the gist of it. It's got Alan Tudyk in it. It's hilarious, and it's a dramatic comedy. It's very, very funny, and honestly, will make you cry at times, but uh, it's really, really good. However, it's third season's about to start, and they already announced, hey, this is the last season. And I was actually really happy about that because I love the show and I want to have like a full beginning and ending. And I want to see what happens to these characters and shows can most certainly, there's a big history of this outstay. They're welcome. They can start out really good and you love them. And then they just kind of like, you're, you know, you're just, why am I still watching this? I think a good example for me would be family guy. The yeah. first 
three seasons of Family Guy, I would hold up as really good comedy. It's very funny. A lot of the stuff is probably a bit too harsh for today, but a lot of it's really stupid jokes, really dumb comedy that I that really appeals to me. Uh, but then later on, they really changed it, and there's still some funny stuff every once in a while. But I just it's no longer appointment television for me, and uh, that can happen. So Family Matters, you're right, it was a spinoff. One of the few successful spinoffs. It's not easy to do a spinoff and for it to actually work. And actually, in reality, it's rare. I mean, uh, wasn't Mork and Minnie technically a spinoff of uh, Happy Days? Because I know Mork was on there. Yeah, I think the only TV show, and I and I just recently watched all of them, so that's why I'm kind of like I know a lot about it. Is uh, the one that had the most successful spinoffs was All in the Family because that spun off to Maud, which is really good. Yeah. Uh, the the probably the biggest one is the Jeffersons, and then Maud s- spun off from into or Good Times is a spinoff from Maud, I believe. Uh, there was Archie Bunker's place that ran for a couple of years. There was a couple of failed ones like Gloria and stuff, but that one I yeah. think has the most and the most successful spinoffs. Yeah, it's not easy to do. There's been a lot of attempts at it. So uh, basically. Family Matters kind of starts with on the other show. What's that other show called again? I'm blanking on it. The Perfect one that Strangers. Final. Perfect Strangers. Because uh, I'm looking at it right now. Harriet is uh, is a character on there, and it's the same actress is, is playing Harriet that plays in Family Matters. But she's on there, and then you do eventually see Carl on there, and then they get their own show. That's the gist of it. Uh, and then you get Family Matters. And for actually the first part of it, Urkel isn't a part of the show. No. He sort of shows up, and it was going to be a one-time thing. Like, hey, he's just going to be his guest character for his one-time part. But immediately, they were like, we have lightning in a bottle here. This character is really going to take off. And they knew it. And they were they were right. Yeah. He was, he was even on Full House for an episode. He was. He most certainly was. And he was. And he helped. He helped. Uh, he helped Stephanie with her because Stephanie had to get glasses, and, and Urkel wears glasses, and he helped her feel better by the fact that she had to get glasses. Did you notice that they changed the catchphrase from, from what it, it used to be? You got any cheese? To yeah, he would do that. Did, then it's did, did I, I do, do that? that? Yeah, did I do that? Was be the bigger one. Uh, yeah, but I quote Family Matters all the time. There's this episode where Carl. Uh, has to deal with his anger issues. So anytime Steve would show up, he would like to, he would go three, two, one, one, two, three. What the heck is bothering me? And he would say that and for whatever reason, that's just in, like, it's just ingrained in my brain. And I do that every time I'm about to cuss at a video game or something. <laughs> so let's take family matters and let's just, destroy our child wonderful childhood memories of it yeah just so you know we're doing this with love obviously we i really love this show so that's why i feel like we can make fun of it so we got carl otis wenslow oh yeah i forgot it's it's initial spell cow there was a whole episode about that uh <laughs> they did them dirty with that you know <laughs> why would you do that one of the most beloved uh, characters on TV and in film, I would say, when he helps yeah. a certain somebody casted. Yeah, he did, but he was great in that movie uh, where he helped a certain Bruce Willis uh, in a when he was in a giant skyscraper. But he is a cop for the Chicago Police Department. I think now stop me because this is more of like your your neck of the woods, I believe. Yeah, like Carl. Will he become a grittier cop? Like, he's always, or is he going to be, like, I think there's two ways that you could always look at Carl when it comes to work. Like, he could be the cop that he kind of is on the show where he always wants to do the right thing. Yeah. He doesn't want anything, you know, corrupt or anything. Or is he the corrupt cop himself? Or is he constantly getting attacked at work because it's like a Ciproco thing? where he's going after the dirty cops. I like that better right there. That feels more in line that with feels... the Carl character okay. to me. Because throughout the sh- the actual show, he was definitely portrayed as a really good cop who was res- well-respected and uh, like 
everybody pretty much loved him, and he had a lot of respect on the force. So I think as it would be way more in line with who he would be as a character here. So the other characters would be you got Carl and Harriet. Mm-hmm. Um, you have do we use the third daughter or do we write her out? We're going to write her out, but we're going to do it very creatively. Okay, I gotta hear. Okay. So Judy, you, so you Judy, I'm gonna let you. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm letting you take the steering wheel. Let Johnny take the wheel. All right. So Judy is the youngest daughter. You have uh, Eddie, who's the oldest brother, or he's the elder brother. He's the only brother. But and then of course you have Laura Winslow. Those are your three kids there. Then you also have the the aunt or aunt, however you want to pronounce it. It's aunt for me because I'm in the south. And um, you have her little son Richie. That's that's basically who lives in this house in Chicago. And then, of course, you get introduced to the neighbor, a certain Steve Urkel, who has this huge crush on Laura Winslow. But, Andrew, I hate to tell you that the feelings are not mutual. In fact, I would dare say, especially early on, she didn't like him whatsoever, and he didn't take the hint. So I think this is where we're going to run with this. Whoosh. I watch and listen to, to E on this one. I watch and listen to way too much true crime. <laughs> and that's probably going to inform a lot of this. So let's take Steve Urkel. And he can't handle that this woman that he loves with his whole heart, that he's constantly doing things for, going out of his way for. Uh, that he's always helping her out when she needs him. He's always there. He's very incredibly dependable and stands up for her and all this stuff. But no matter what he does, it just isn't enough, is it? Ever. Never enough. So he was like, well, now, since we're rebooting this for now, we have social media, don't we? We do. We have social media, so... Of course, that's how he's going to kind of start saying, hey, I wonder what it starts out innocently. I think, hey, I wonder what Laura's up to. I'm going to look on her social media and see where, what she's doing. Oh, she's going out with the with that guy. I wonder if they're just friends. They're probably just friends, right? Oh, there's a lot of pictures of them together, though. Uh-oh. It's getting really weird. Oh, man, I, I should go to bed. It's like midnight and I got school tomorrow, but I just got to keep looking at these pictures. And it's just, man, this is hmm. You know, why why weren't there any pictures of me on her social media with her? Where are those pictures? Does he have like a shrine? He one million percent has a shrine. A shrine and then like a map maybe of like with the yarn of where connecting. I'm just kind of letting you go and I'm just going to kind of like. <laughs> he has a map of actually a blueprint of the Winslow home. That is awesome. Well, not. <laughs> In real life, if this was happening, that is not awesome. That's incredibly like, creepy. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that is not good. But in the context of the show and what we are setting a scene for, that is that is pretty awesome. So what I wanted this to be basically is you have this character in Steve Urkel who, for all intents and purposes, would be a good person, but he just lets this... Uh, let's this... Uh, love for this woman which isn't and he doesn't uh, understand why she doesn't love him back uh, he lets that take over and he becomes uh incredibly creepy and he'll start like he'll start he'll send her a text message every once in a while right like hey what are you doing here and she'll be like how does he know that i'm at the movie theater or with brad or whoever how does he know where i'm at because he's constantly knows and steve urkel is of course even in this version incredibly smart one of the smartest kids in high school yes incredibly smart so he knows he's got to be smart about this too because and this is how you know that he knows that this is wrong uh because he knows that her dad happens to be one of the best cops in the city of chicago so you got to tread lightly here andrew yeah is he like a Gritty. I I just picture him though, like being like the Cipico cop, though. Also by the books, he's very by the books. He, he's nothing like other cops. Like even on the show, his boss—I forgot what his name was. 
Yeah, but he was an idiot. Yeah, he was, he was a, an he idiot, was... but maybe this guy's not an idiot on the show. And he, yeah, there's no idiots here. He's yeah. the dirty, like, dirty racist cop. And like, Carl's like, nah, this can't happen. But because he's in like this good old boys club. Yeah. Carl, it's very hard for Carl to yeah. fight. Carl's kind of outnumbered. Can I? This is going to sound bad. So we talked about catchphrases. Yes. Do you think like Urkel maybe like injures or harms some of Laura's like dates, like accidentally like pushes them down the stairs? And when he does it, does he say, did I do that? But in a more sinister way, (laughs) I was just thinking about that. That's going to be, that's going to be the trailer (laughs) where he looks at the, where he's pushed somebody down and it's kind of a darkened scene and he, and he slowly lifts his head up. Did I do that? Like he he shows up at the guy's house. Yes. Yes. Or he he's also got a catfish at some point, right? He's got to pretend to be yeah. somebody else to catfish. That's we haven't brought up go ahead. Go ahead. That, well, you were gonna bring it up. Great minds think alike. Stuff Judy. Oh, oh okay, Stefan. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, we're we're, gonna bring, we're breaking up both of these characters. Okay. Stefan's gonna okay. be involved. So we're, Waldo. Waldo's gonna be involved. I haven't even got the Waldo, Waldo yet. Yeah. Yeah. Waldo's gotta be involved here. But uh, let's let's at some point in this show, Judy, the beloved youngest daughter, goes missing. It's as if Andrew she went upstairs and never came back down. <laughs> uh, uh, as the Cunningham before her, <laughs> that's a deep cut reference. What's the, his, okay. that that is, was Happy Days. Uh, was, Richie Cunningham's older brother uh, went upstairs and literally you never seen him again. He's just gone. And that actually happens a lot in sitcoms uh, where characters, they just don't bring a character back and you never see them again. Uh, famously on one of my other favorite shows that was also during this lineup on the same night, Boy Meets World. Uh, there's a teacher who everybody loves and he, there's an episode where He's in a terrible bike accident and you don't know if he's going to make it. And you get to see like one of the characters break down because this is like a father figure to him and basically praise to God begging, which is the first time he's ever done that begging for this father figure of his to survive. And then you, they literally never bring that guy up again. You don't know if he lived or died. (laughs) Nothing. So, so Judy's missing. Where's Judy? And of course, her dad's a cop, right? So yeah. he's out on the streets. Uh, this becomes a major thing. It's all over the news. Does he start uh, drinking over there? I don't know why. I just got to go. Really I think the mother does. Harriet does. Okay. Okay. She gets Harriet does. Yeah. Use going. Yes. You got to have that a little bit here. I got it. It's a drama. Yeah. You got to have some. You got to add that there. So uh, and Eddie, the, the brother is very concerned about all this happening while also he is like a really popular uh, basketball player in his high school. And a lot of like, he's a lot of people like him a lot, but like deep inside, he doesn't even really like sports. He really wants to get into uh, something like theater or something like that. Something completely opposite of sports, but he's afraid to tell his dad. And on top of this, his sister goes missing, and his best friend Waldo uh, shows up. And Waldo also plays basketball, but deep inside, he wants to be a chef, right? Like he really, he really likes to cook, but he's afraid to show that side of him because everybody thinks he's just a, a dumb basketball player, jock type guy. And you got that going on. A lot of dynamics there. But what happened to Judy? Here's a spoiler yeah. alert: we never see her again. She's gone. And we're going to drop little hints that a certain Steve Urkel may just know that something's happened and may have some clues. But as they're leading towards that, as Carl's getting all these clues, of, hey, I need to question Steve. He can't find him anywhere. Instead, there's the Stefan character. Stefan. Stefan. Who cannot possibly be Steve Urkel. They're just two totally opposite people. This one doesn't even wear glasses, and this one actually dresses like a human being. <laughs> There's no suspenders to be seen. So they're like completely different, like Michael Knight, yeah. Earth Knight. Yeah, perfect example. Two obviously 
anybody, any smart person. These aren't the same person. That's completely. And plus, his name is Stefan. It's not Steve. Yeah, that's the dead giveaway right there. Not even the same. What do they have in common? Yeah, and his, and his last name's are, and his last name's not Urkel. It's Urkel. Oh, so the two very different last names. Most certainly not the same person at all. And he hasn't seen, seen Steve in a long time. He doesn't know where Steve's at. He hasn't seen nor heard from him. And uh, you know, this is a this is a dead end. This is this is going to turn into a cold case really fast. So think of this as those uh, like we had the first forty eight hours on AMC. Judy goes missing. Well, we got uh, you know in real life the first forty eight hours of any of these type of cases are honestly major, and and they do make a difference. So, uh, but sadly we don't really find out where she is, uh, and that of course, unlike on the. <laughs> On the original show where they don't even mention her anymore and she is just basically doesn't exist to them. <laughs> On this one, it's a big deal that she's gone. Again, Harriet is turning to drinking to kind of cope because she blames herself since she was the last one to see Judy. Right. She sends Judy up to her room because she got mad at Judy for doing something like she wouldn't listen to her mom and her mom yells at her and she goes upstairs and you know they her, let you know she's uh starts crying because I hate your mom and that type of, you know like yeah. early young teenage angst type thing, but that was the last thing time that anybody saw her. Like she probably wanted to go to like a party. She's like, no, you can't go. You're grounded. You're failing school or something. And then she went upstairs and she escaped through the window. Yeah, she. But that was the last time anybody actually ever seen it. None of the neighbors really saw her because they weren't home at the time. Yeah. Well, one neighbor might have been wink. Oh wink. yeah. And then <laughs> they tried to track her down at the party, but nobody saw yeah. her at the party. All they know is that Judy escaped from the window, and that is it. Yes. And because it's Harriet's baby, her youngest, she is taking it very hard. Unlike very much show, so, isn't it? <laughs> Unlike on the like, show, <laughs> where they were like, "Ah, she's not here anymore." Yeah, <laughs> and it's never brought up. It uh, just, uh, just uh, accepted, and hey, boy, yeah. <laughs> one less mouth to feed. <laughs> type of deal That's... over there. But here, it's a major uh, life-changing event. They can't find her, but Andrew, I think we're going to change this up a little bit. Where there is a bit of a happy ending in a way with this. Okay. Because we'll cut to a scene where, and this will be one of the season finales. Okay. At the very end, almost like a, a Marvel movie after credit scene, right? We'll cut to Steve Urkel's basement and in the corner, because his parents famously are never home. Yeah. They always right. leave him by himself. You've seen everybody, every single one of his relatives, like they had it listed here on Wikipedia, <laughs> like every single one of his relatives. And it's aunts, cousins, uncles, but nothing motherfucker. They no, the running have the, the running founder on here, but you don't see them. No, the the running joke was they they didn't like their own son and were constantly uh, trying to get rid of him. That's the running joke on the show for real. So uh, that's kind of where that's also part of this too, right? He knows like he's he just wants to be loved by somebody because his he he doesn't get that from his parents at all. Uh, but we're going to cut to like an after credit scene sort of thing of the first of uh, the let's say this happens all in the second season. We're in the season finale and we're going to cut to a scene. We haven't seen or, or or found anything out about Judy for like four or five episodes. But then all of a sudden we're going to cut to uh, there's this room, a small room in his basement that's locked. And we're going to go inside that room and guess who's in that room? It's Judy. Oh, Judy's in that room. She's alive and he has been like, she's in good shape that he just locks the door. doesn't let her leave, but she gets all of the food. Like he feeds her and stuff, but he's keeping her there because that's how he's going to get and win the love of a certain big sister of Judy's. Nice. His plan is, Hey, they're going to want to find Judy Sure, I kidnapped her, but they're going to be really happy when I show up and say, hey, guess who I found? And I'm the hero. Now, is Steph, do you think Steve could do like 
Is it a multiple personality disorder? One million percent. Like all of these cousins and stuff, like Dirk Urkel, Cletus Urkel. Myrtle, Myrtle Urkel, also yes. famously played by Jaleel White. That's another one of his personalities. It's sort of like, you ever seen that movie Split? <laughs> it's sort of uh, an yes. M. Night Shyamalan joint, as yes. they like to say. Yeah. It's sort of in the vein of that. But yeah, he... uh is mainly Steve Urkel, but every once in a while, Stefan will show up. Sometimes Myrtle will show up. And sometimes for whatever reason, Bruce Lee will show up and he knows karate. Uh, all those things will show up from time to time. <laughs> and I think, and I think once he was Elvis, if I'm thinking right. <laughs> yeah. Does Carl, does Carl actually ever have to like shoot somebody other than, oh, like, all the time? Carl they... is, Carl is constantly brandishing his gun. Okay. And shooting it all the time. <laughs> I was gonna say because in, in the other one, as him and Steve fight off the dragon gang, <laughs> yes. uh, why didn't the dragons have guns? <laughs> and why didn't Carl <laughs> take control of that situation? But in this one, maybe he does. Maybe we could almost borrow from the diehard character. Oh yes, maybe he like could shoot a kid. Yes. And, you know, that's probably when he was a dirty cop in a way. Like, he was trying to get into the good old boys club. But that changed him. And like, changed. that, yeah, that changed him. Like, that haunts him to this day. Yes. And he was like, man, I should never have shot that kid. Yeah. So he doesn't even like using his gun, actually. There, yeah. He does, And he does everything he can to not have to use it. And it actually. I like this a lot. And it actually, like, probably hurts him when it comes to, like, uh, yeah. arresting. Because Chicago is a gritty place, man. It is. It's real gritty. It is. It is. Even in the uh, 2010s when I was there a couple of times. It's, uh, when you're walking down a block and it's just you and your buddy, you two at night, leaving a convention because your hotel you're staying at is only like a block away. That's a when you're coming from like the country like I am, it's uh, it's, it's a major difference for you. <laughs> it's a little sketchy. Yeah. Oh, who did we touch on? I don't think we touched on Laura that much, did we? No. So let's get into her story. Uh, she's obviously she's having this problem where she knows that Steve is. She learns it, and she kind of figures out that Steve's stalking her, mm-hmm. but no one believes her. Or even when she tells people, even her dad, he kind of just writes it off. You know, like yeah, hey, she's a she's a teenage girl. She's overreacting. There's this is a that's not happening. Uh, but actually, in reality, and this is the truth in real life, uh, stalking happens a lot all the time, especially today, because it's just it's even easier thanks to social media to stalk people now. It's so weird. that's that's kind of part of. So she's actually getting very afraid. She's she's gone from thinking that Steve's like the like her uh, like a brother to her, right? Like that's how she sort of sees him at first, like a brother, like a uh, a best friend she can count on that type of thing. Never felt anything romantic for him but uh that quickly turns to that to fear when he starts being really creepy being like hey why are you at this place uh, and you know how does he know that right like uh he'll send her a text saying stuff like hey i like it when you wear that color or something like that and she's like how does he know i'm wearing this color right i haven't put any pictures of this up on on my social media how does he know this so she spends a lot of this series just in fear and looking over her back constantly uh, because she's just afraid of what what can happen. It's a very scary thing, honestly, in real life to be stalked by somebody. Yeah, I kind of picture her being like the most normal character and just being more of the victim role in all. Yes, on yeah. here, like she's got to de- navigate this family of her her brother going through his hardships of playing sports, but not really wanting to play sports, uh, mother's alcohol abuse, you know, the father seems to be like, you could put Carl as more of a workaholic because he's trying to yes. stop everything. And then now, yes, because, and it's all because he, he shot a kid and he feels like he's got to do this to make up for it. Right. He's yeah. got to really, take to the streets and really help save especially kids because of what he he done and he can't forgive himself for 
So that's a part of it too. Now, how I picture this series ending. Do you still it, have Aunt Rachel or no? I I would that's, that's that's my one when I was thinking about this is yeah, Rachel and her son. What do yeah. we like? Do you, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I don't think I so. think they were there because you needed that younger kid, and that's what yeah. it was. And the same thing with the grandmother too. Oh man, I bet a little. Maybe the grandmother knows stuff. You could leave the grandmother, but she's a little bit more like bedridden, and yeah. they just think she has dementia, but she really knows what's going on with Steve. Yeah, because he's because one time he told her, yeah, because he didn't think she was gonna be able to. Right, and he needed to get this off his chest. So he told her, but she knows, man. She knows. She just uh, has trouble coming up with the words. Kind of like a, not to that extent, but do you ever see Breaking Bad? Oh, yes. Yeah. With the bell. Where oh, yes. yes. I'm not saying that's how she communicates, but she has trouble communicating. But yeah. Steve was, like you said, was telling her things, and she's trying to communicate it, but nobody's picking up on it. They're like, oh, yeah. what do you want, Grandma? Another you know, juice box, you need to like take a shower or something. Yeah. But really, she's like, Steve's a psycho and he has you're, duty. You're, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. And you're all in danger. Uh, yeah. He's, he's, he's starting to lose it. Side note, the, the grandma from Family Matters also, in my opinion, Mount Rushmore TV grandmas. She is so awesome. She's incredible she's on this show. Uh, but uh, yeah, we need to do that one time. TV grandmas. Yeah. Cause, uh, <laughs> What is it? The grandmother from dinosaurs is amazing too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, uh, put that in the old uh, notes there. Let's do that at some point. Yeah. Uh, uh, grandparents. Let's do uh, great. Uh, awesome. Grandparents on TV shows. Uh, but yeah, it's, I think the show should end with like a major, like before or as uh, he's Urkel is presenting Judy to the family, he knocks on the door and he goes, hey, look who I found. And Judy's obviously very uneasy about all this because of what she's been through. And uh, he had told her that, hey, if you tell them that I kidnapped you, you know, just remember, I did it once. I can do it again. It may be worse this time. Like, he really scares her. Because at this point, Urkel's just gone, right? He's the Urkel that we all love is no longer there at all. He's, he's, he's just completely in his fixations. And, uh, in fact, he feels that not only should Laura love him, but he deserves for her to love him. Right. Like it's, it's his right for her to love him. That's where he's thinking. So uh, he's obviously, yes, exactly. Like it's, so he's so far off, uh, off the correct path here. And that's, that's this big stand up and it's Carl realizes, Hey, some, this isn't right. Laura has been telling the truth this whole time. Uh, Steve has really lost it. Uh, you know, it's really ironic that he brings Judy back and, uh, you know, and then he's like, he starts remembering all this stuff that his mom slash the most greatest grandma on TV history has been kind of hinting at about Steve in her own way. Like it's all coming back. Like you get all these flashbacks of all these things that are happening. He's like, and it's oh, oh wow, it was Steve this whole time. And Steve, Steve was like, well, you know, I'll give you Judy back if Laura, uh, Laura marries me, right? Like that's what he's going to say. He goes, hey, Laura has to marry me. What if he does it? Okay, so he does this and he arranges the meeting, and he's like, Carl's like, okay, we'll, we'll do this, and he sets him up. And Carl finally uses his gun, and shoots. Where I was going, it shoots Steve in the head, and then he, oh <laughs> and then he uses his line on Steve. Did I do that? <laughs> and then, and then, and then, and then, the, it, and then it gets dark. Yeah. It, 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 like the scene, yeah. fades out, but then it fades back in, and it says like uh, two year, or like a year later, something like, like that, and. That's where we're going to find out. Hey, guess what? Uh, the family's all doing better. Uh, Steve actually did survive, but he's uh, he's getting help for. Uh, he's in a, a mental hospital getting help. I was going to say, what if like the gunshot like helped him because it was in his head? Oh. But it like great. It, it it didn't like obviously like lights out. Right, it helped with the multiple personality disorder. Love it. I love it. Uh, so like you get a little shot of him. 
at the hospital and like that he's you know he can't obviously he's in real trouble for kidnapping and stuff like that so he's kind of that's his sentence is that he's got to stay at this mental hospital for so long and you see carl he's a much happier and better cop now he's kind of gotten over over the the blaming himself and stuff like that i could see it like police he's he's, chief or chief i was literally about to say that Uh, he gets he gets ranked up even in the on the police force harriet is uh, a couple months sober uh you know um the grandma's even doing better eddie has finally told his dad hey i don't want to play basketball anymore and his dad who thought would be angry at him was like son i just want you to be happy and that's a good thing for there but we can't just end the show with everybody doing great because the thing is we never see judy i was gonna i was i was gonna mention judy like either we don't see judy or because nobody's really addressed Judy's trauma. Oh yeah. Like so it's as if so she comes downstairs, right? She comes downstairs and she start and she's talking to her family, but if you have a keen ear and you notice nobody's really responding to her. Nobody's really talking to her. What's happening here? Oh, I I like where you're going with this. Are we doing like some six sense thing? We most certainly are. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna do a lot of Bruce Willis movies. <laughs> I noticed we're, we're we're tapping into Bruce Willis movies. Yeah, we most certainly are. And so yeah, that's and that's She's the not big a boxer, is she? No. <laughs> <laughs> not carry around Carl's watch or something that he had to show. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> But that's the huge series cliffhanger is uh, nobody's paying her attention and uh, she's uh, she's trying to figure out what's happening here. And maybe, just maybe, the series ends, the last shot of it is she goes to reach for the fridge or something to get something to drink, but her hand goes right through it. And then that just fades out. Like yeah. Like style. Yes. Yeah, and it says, Judy will return, question mark. I like that. <laughs> we just completely defiled the show, and that's why. <laughs> By the way, a show that I truly, honestly do adore and hold in high regard. <laughs> you, I think if you, when you do these, like what it, like when Bryce and I did it on the other, on the other, when it was named a different podcast, it, you could you could tell like you got to really know the show, and you yeah. got to have a love for the show just to like completely destroy your the goody goody image of the show i mean we've, we've talked about it before on some of these movies we've done that are spoofs yeah you know uh, space balls obviously they love star wars and that's why they could do a good spoof of it yeah that's kind of what we're doing here and uh, i think that's it anything we want to add to to this tale I of family matters gotta, i think you gotta leave it with that soprano nurse jackie ending where it's just yes fades to black maybe the only thing is, I was thinking, I don't know how many seasons, like maybe four to five. That's, I was thinking four tops, honestly. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. And then, you know, you just run it like that. And when I say seasons, each season is like 10 to 12 episodes at most. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like how they do that now, 10 to 12. I do too. Yeah. Instead of like 22 to 24, and you're like, oh, is this done yet? Like, yeah, even if it's a show you love, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot definitely a lot but that is that is it or as we just took family man the shows and the show's gonna be called family yeah, what is matters with a question oh, mark okay, okay. <laughs> i like that one because i forgot you got to rename the show in a way yeah and the theme song is no longer there it's just like a remember how lost kind of changed theme songs where it was just the, the word lost coming up and that sound whatever the noise is we're gonna make it we're gonna do that with this to make it very serious family matters yeah family matters it's a question again it's a question just but yeah so that's 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 that we're going to do that from time to time just different shows we're going to maybe next time we'll take a a beloved drama and turn it into a really terrible stupid sitcom (laughs) that would be that you know what that would be great too yeah i think we should do that so let's do that next time i was going to say law and order but that's kind of like police squad in a way 
Oh, I do love Police Squad. <laughs> yeah, I do love Police Squad. Thank you, Police Squad, because it led to the Naked Gun movies. All yeah. that stuff is great. But speaking of comedies that everybody should check out, real quick, I told Andrew about this show. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. You can knock it out really fast. It's five episodes long, no episodes over half an hour. It is called Kunk, C-U-N-K, just so nobody's mishearing me because of my accent. Kunk with a K on Earth. Make sure you check it out. It's a show about, without giving anything away, this British lady, I think she's actually from Wales because she says that at time and time, yeah. but she's kind of doing a documentary series about the history of Earth in a way. And she interviews real historians and stuff, but she's most certainly playing a character. That's obviously not her real name. And uh, she's, uh, there's a lot of great, amazing jokes. This is by far one of the funniest things I've seen in a while. Like I laughed out loud multiple, t- multiple times at these episodes, highly recommend it. It's very special. All stuff she says is incredibly stupid to the point where I couldn't help myself that uh, if I made a show, it would be very close to this. <laughs> it is wonderfully, wonderfully great. And I can't believe somebody actually gave it a one star review. Well, they can get over themselves. They don't get it, Andrew. Everybody else is like five stars. Like I just looked it up on on uh, the good old Google. Her name is, her real name is Diane Morgan. Yes. Yeah. And she is hilarious on the show. She is fantastic, honestly. I, I'm so glad that uh, I found her by accident, like on Twitter. Somebody was one of the comedians I follow. I can't remember who it was. Was it Pat Oswalt? It was somebody like that. I was talking about how great was talking about how great this show is, and I was like, "Oh, I want to check it out," and was immediately hooked. It's it's really 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 good. I think, and I you can zip and you up. can zip through it. Like I said, they're really fast, half an hour episodes, it, and there's only five of them. And don't look for the big laugh. Like you have to kind of listen, or you're gonna. It's very subtle. Yeah, I, I had to rewind a couple of times because I was laughing over other jokes she was doing. Yeah, it's very subtle, spoofy airplane jokes. Yes, yes. That's the best way to do it. Like <laughs> she constantly mispronounces things too. Yes. Like uh, what are the she calls the Bible the Bibble? Yes. I've, I and when she gets corrected on it, she goes, Well, why is it spelled Bibble then? <laughs> I think my favorite, one of my favorite ones was the it was during the religious one and she and she interviews actual experts. That's the best. Right, yeah, real real historians. Yeah. yeah. And she's talking to the one lady and says, could you say that Jesus Christ was the first celebrity to be canceled? <laughs> and the expert starts going, well, yeah, I guess you could. And then she stops her and she goes, no, I, I, it, that it, it's not a, it's not a question. I'm telling you to say <laughs> for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, we need it for a soundbite so we can sell this show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and by the so, way, I don't know if you've seen all of it yet, Andrew, but the very last episode, I've uh, like they all the all these episodes loosely link together. You don't have to watch them in order or anything like that, but they do loosely link together. And the very end of this has an ending on par for me, at least on par with the ending to uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes. <laughs> it's own okay. bar with ever. It's it's I, incredibly fantastic. I should definitely suggest checking that out though, like Johnny said. Yeah, Kunk on Earth, C U N K. Make sure you check it out. It's really, really funny. And speaking of looking at reviews, if you enjoy any of our podcasts, the Retroactive Sports Podcast or the Nostalgia Funhouse, uh, I'm gonna take this part from Johnny. Go review it. Tell us, you know, what you like, what you don't like. Uh, drop an idea or two in there if you want to as well. Uh, and the, another great way to support us is, I don't know if you know this, Johnny, is to go to our Patreon, the Nostalgia Funhouse Patreon. Well, what would I get if I did that? Well, if you did that for the low, low price of $1, that's $1 for less than a cup of coffee. I'm going to Sally Struthers, everybody here. For less than a price of a cup of coffee, a day but this is one dollar a month on the wings of an angel no to show sad fates our sad faces <laughs> for just a dollar a month 
<laughs> you could you could help these two sad podcasters finally watch the ghost of Mr. Chicken in the wings of an angel. You get exclusive audio skits that Johnny and I do. And also at some point when we get more patrons, we're gonna have fun polls and stuff like that. Because I would really like to bring back tournaments, but guess what? Facebook doesn't let you do polls anymore, so therefore I can't really yeah. pull off uh or we can't pull off a good tournament because Facebook was like, hey, Facebook pages can't have polls. And yeah. So until we have enough to reach around these polls, <laughs> we just can't have. <laughs> I just thought of the Heidi scene again when you said that. <laughs> um yeah. So go support us on Patreon. Uh, if if not, you cannot afford the dollar a month and you want to support us, go like and follow our Facebook page and also YouTube channel as well. There's yeah, many and... different ways to support us. Leave a review. Yes. Send us a message. Say, hey, we like it. That's that's a good, fun, cheap way because sometimes... It makes us feel good. Yes. It really, it really does. Yeah, Give us the warm and fuzzies on the inside. Yeah. Let's us know that we're not just on Zoom talking to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Which I still enjoy. Even if it was just that, that's fine. But uh, but also stay tuned for the show. We got a lot of really fun plans. Yes. For future episodes, including uh, maybe perhaps some more court cases on the way. Oh, yeah. Some major pop culture court cases. So for your ears. So make sure you go check us out on all those places that Andrew said. It really means a lot to us uh, that Anybody even listens to us talk about these things from your, from times uh, gone by. So thank you for doing that. It means a lot to us. If you like sports, go check out the retroactive sports podcast that me and Andrew do, where we talk about again, sports, fun, weird, strange, odd, just retro sports, just all that stuff. We recently, just an example, we recently did an episode about when uh, baseball killed disco music. So make sure you go check that out. And boy, did it. But with that being said, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Did I do that? Andrew, I you told me that you were just, just scrolling through Instagram and you were just getting really bored. I, You know what I was? It's just that simple scrolling. Didn't really have anything to do. So just scroll, 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 scroll all the way through. And then, I don't know, something just hit me that I just want to know more interesting interesting facts about history in world history and history in america but i just don't know where to find fun interesting facts about it andrew you are in such luck because i just discovered this new instagram page and it is called the amazing history with harold so make sure you go check that out on instagram uh this guy harold peebles is like a historian apparently and he will post uh, just these great he'll take one thing like the first one that he did was about george washington and he'll just tell you all these amazing obviously completely true not made up whatsoever for comedic purposes facts about these different things in history uh american history or just a, hist- a world history pop culture history oh, man it's a fun follow andrew so i encourage you to go to the amazing history with harold Check it out wherever you get your Instagrams. That is so awesome. Now I can learn fun, interesting facts while scrolling through Instagram. I can't thank you enough, Johnny. You're welcome. And make sure what you tell your friends about this and you'll be the smartest kid at the ball when you bring up these amazing facts about our history.